Welcome to Vacation Station, hosted by Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazines.com. Hey, everybody, welcome to Big Blend Radio's new third Monday food, wine, and travel show with the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association. I think we have four shows with them now. Yes, we because listen, life revolves around food, wine, and travel. Mm -hmm. um, it's an important part of, the, of life. And um, what we love about our third Mondays and second Tuesdays is we get to go to the actual destinations we want to go to. And Albuquerque is one of them. And um, when I say IFTWA, uh, just so you know, it's the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association. You can see their website at ifwtwa.org. Um, but going to the actual destinations and finding out what there is to see and do year round and about events and all kinds of things is an exciting thing. And Albuquerque, Nancy and I got to visit a couple years ago, and we love Albuquerque. This is a city that is true Southwestern, but I mean, you've got Route 66 history, you've got ancient history, like with petroglyphs and at Petroglyph National Monument, you've got public art, you've got all kinds of really good food, you've got wine, I mean, you've got flamenco, you've got turquoise, there's a lot. So of course, um, hot air ballooning, since it's the hot air ballooning capital of the world. So go to visit abq.org to learn more, but we're excited to bring Brenna Moore back on the show. Uh, she is the PR and communications manager for Visit Albuquerque. So welcome back, Brenna. How are you? I'm doing so well, Lisa. Thank you for having me. Great to see you. You, you covered too. a lot just then. <laughs> I know. And then because I, I was remembering our visit, I think the last time you were on the show, we ended up meeting you like a week or something later. It was like crazy. And it was in yeah. the height of the pandemic. Like we're in the middle of all that craziness. And we got to actually come out to Albuquerque. And we've been covering a lot of New Mexico and Albuquerque. And we're not done. I, that was the one thing we were there what, for a couple of days. We did a live show and um, you have so much going on. Oh, the sawmill. That yes. was cool. That that food hall. So let's let's start with a little bit of history so people can understand the cultures that make up this city, because I think that is the backbone of why it's uh, that in the nature, obviously. Um, but yeah. the cultural diversity, I think, is what makes the food and it's just a happy place to go. Yeah, you're exactly right. Um, Albuquerque, New Mexico, we're just home to centuries of history, um, which really makes for really immersive cultural experiences. Um, we are home to 19 Native American Pueblos here in the state. Wow. Um, those are <clears throat> all of those Pueblos own and operate Albuquerque's Indian Pueblo Cultural Center. So that's a center here located in the city um, that is you sort of known as the gateway to New Mexico's 19 Pueblos. So definitely, if you visit the city, that's a must visit place. Um, they have a lot of cool development happening there, too. They just mm -hmm. opened um, like a vegan a Pueblo owned vegan restaurant that no way. Wow. Traditional Pueblo cuisine, but vegan. So that's something really cool and exciting. They're about to open a spa, uh, rainwater wellness. Um, wow. there's just a lot of development happening right across the street from Indian Pueblo cultural center called Avanu Plaza. So, um, really 
awesome place to visit. Definitely gets you some knowledge and um, education about why there's such a Native American presence in everything. It's reflected in everything from our art and architecture to our cuisine and our tradition. So you hit that um, spot on. And then we are home to also a many more diverse cultures, very um, grounded in Latino and Spanish cultures, um, Western, you know, lots of different places that have really made New Mexico and Albuquerque into what it is today. Um, yeah. And you mentioned we're the hot air ballooning capital of the world, but I think a lot of people don't know that we're the flamenco capital of North America. So we have a really huge flamenco community here. They're about to hold their Festival Flamenco Albuquerque, which happens every June. It's the largest oh. flamenco event held outside of Spain. And this year they're they're doing a ton more programming. They bring performers in from all over the world. Um, really prestigious event there. And I think a lot of people aren't aware of that. So that's definitely an, a time to come visit. Um, mm. And another event happening just in a few weeks is our Gathering of Nations powwow. So that's one of the largest gathering of indigenous cultures in the world. It's a singing and dance competition. Um, and that will happen at the end of this month at Expo New Mexico. So um, lots of ways and opportunities to experience our culture, uh, especially we are home to several signature events. Some of those I mentioned just now. And then of course our annual Albuquerque International Balloon Fiesta, which takes place every October. This is amazing because, you know, I know we're right now in April, but when you think year round, I mean, Albuquerque, you've got events and it's kind of exciting to have events back, right? <laughs> it's it's <Yes>. like, <laughs> I think the last time we talked, <laughs> we're like, yeah, we're kind of getting back in. We don't know where we are. We're kind of dancing here, dancing there. But right. um, it's really exciting to have things come back and, and be alive again. And listen, you can go on a hot air balloon and, and I trust you know, COVID's not going to get you up there, you know, you're going to be okay. But, um, you know, it's, your area is beautiful. Um, I think after we first visited you, we ended up in the Sandia Mountains during mm -hmm. a monsoon season and watched the, the monsoon actually do a dance with two clouds, huge clouds colliding and filmed this whole thing over a sunset. Like we were on a rooftop in the mountains and I, I want people to understand that New Mexico and when the people think about the desert, that year round, it is a year round destination. Mm -hmm. So while we're here at the beginning of spring, don't, you know, summer, I know you probably get a lot of the summer traffic. You're right off of Interstate 40 and of course, Route 66, which is, isn't it about to have its big anniversary? Route 66 is coming up with that too. Yeah. Like there's, there's a lot going, there's just so much. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So much. <laughs> yeah, yeah so Route 66 yeah. centennial is 2026 so we're gearing up for that for sure um yeah that'll be a huge event for a lot of those destinations that have route 66 you know and the mother road in its destination and in, in its city but albuquerque's home to the longest urban stretch of route six route 66 in the country that's our central avenue so keep an eye out for oh. programming and events happening around there because you can be sure there's going to be a lot of activity taking place Wow. Wow. So summertime, is that like your busy time? What for travelers to understand? Cause I know a lot of people want to try and do off shoulder, but is it mostly summer with, you know, 
you know, families road tripping or um, what, what should we look at for that? Yeah. Um, our high season is May through October. So that's definitely okay. when we see um, most of our visitation. But as you mentioned, Albuquerque is an amazing year round destination. Um, we have four distinct seasons, but they're all really mild. Um, so we do get snow. I think people don't know that we, you know, I was up in the Sandia mountains in January going on a snowshoe tour and, you know, no way. Yeah. And it was amazing. And, um, you know, you're just, you're in, I think what's so amazing about Albuquerque and what I love so much about the city is just that blend of urban and rural experiences, because you can be in the heart of downtown Albuquerque and literally up in the mountains at over 10,000 feet in not, I'm not even kidding, like 30 minutes because you drive to the Sandia peak aerial tramway. It's about a 15 minute drive. The tram is 15 minutes and then you're up in the mountains and there's just so much to explore hiking, biking, snowshoe tour, you know, snow, snowshoeing. So, um, skiing, wow. and snowboarding. So I just think how, um, accessible outdoor recreation is here is just truly one of the greatest things about Albuquerque. But then, like you said, that urban side of it's so interesting because then you have Petroglyph National Monument where you've got two different portions that you can go to and you're walking around ancient petroglyphs like, you know, there's the macabre, like there's all, you know, or sun, is it Sunbird or Macabre? I don't know. I think I always want to say Sunbird for something on the, I don't know. But anyway, it's, listen, you just have to go because it's mind blowing. And then you can see houses and I'm like, you could literally live next to where the ancients were like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you know, they crossed where your house is. Like oh, yeah. if you lived out there and that's super cool. I know we've had um, different bed and breakfasts on our show, uh, you know, the Hyatt's over at Bodker mansion. And then also, Oh, the red horse uh, they've been on. So there's farms like this mm -hmm. is like insanely cool because you got the urban setting, the ancients, and then you go around the corner and you've got vineyards. Uh, was it Casa Rodinia vineyard that we went to the winery, one of the oldest wineries? And then you've got farms and the lavender. Sorry, I we yeah, we we had a good time. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. I love how much you're talking about and how much has stayed with you because it's true. Like I think um Albuquerque has really distinct neighborhoods. So you're kind of talking about our different neighborhoods. So a lot of those are found along Route 66, you know, we have our historic old town, which is founded oh, yeah, the original oh. Albuquerque, that's 1706. Um, and that's a lot of where, you know, a first stop for a lot of our visitors, because you get to see over 150 merchants in that area, um, some new developments there, some new wine tasting rooms from Noisy Water and Sheehan Winery have just opened in the last year or so. Um, there's a new brewery there. There's new, there's Lapis, um, Lapis Room Art Gallery. There's a lot of new development. So it's like seeing what's new in our historic old town, which I think is really awesome. I love it. You've got that gazebo downtown, like the center of the plaza, you know what I yep. mean? Yep. And, and that's what and I liked about seeing at Bodker. You could just walk down and and had dinner at um, Church Street Cafe. Mm, perfect. Very yeah. historic. And yep. yeah, that yeah. was awesome. And super walkable. Like that's a great area for people to stay because, you know, you can just walk around to all of those places. And it's also home to Museum Row. 
So we have a lot of our um, world-class museums along there, like um, Albuquerque Museum, which is our art and history museum, Explora, which is a hands-on science museum, and they are doing some cool development there. Um, the New Mexico Museum of Natural History and Science. And then of course, our American International Rattlesnake Museum, which has like <laughs> the largest collection of live <laughs> rattlesnakes in the world, so. <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but then don't you also have the Turquoise Museum and the mm -hmm. hot air ballooning? Like you, if you're into that, you can you can go get like the history yep. of that. Museums to suit every preference. You know, you mentioned Turquoise Museum, which is now downtown in a Gothic castle. Um, what? The, yeah, they they re, they moved to a, a a castle in the middle of downtown, and it's just it's a great <laughs> space for them. You have a castle in the botanical gardens. I remember because that was yep. the first thing Nancy and I wanted to do was go into the castle because it's part of the children's garden, and that's our favorite part. And the botanical garden is beautiful, by the way. I know we were there at the very end of winter, early spring, but it was still absolutely beautiful and was so cool because families were there and. Like I know it was still at that pandemic time. So I don't think even half of what we're talking about today was quite open yet, but we had a yeah. good time. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> and right now it's like everything's starting to bloom, but I've Ooh. even gone, you know, like in January or February at the gardens and it's still such a lovely place to go and very serene and relaxing. And I think one of the top rated botanic gardens in the country. So that's oh. part of the ABQ biopark. And so that houses our zoo, aquarium botanic gardens and then our outdoor fishing lakes called tingly beach um we went there this year the zoo is adding um an australia and an asia exhibits so those are going to be some new expansions coming to the zoo so if people who've been definitely come back and check it out because there's going to be all new animal habitats and um, a really different look and feel to the zoo so it'll be that's exciting we went to Tingley Beach. We like, you know, because we do all parks, you know, as we travel. And um, what I liked about it is you still had, you know, it was like a family area. But I think also travelers with their kids, you want your kids to be able to run and go crazy before you take them back to the hotel and stuff. So I'm a big like, hey, we need these, you know, kinds of parks just for for travelers to get their kids out. Maybe they're traveling with pets even. Mm -hmm. um, and then you get a feel for the locals. And what was really neat is I saw like a, a, a bicycle trail that was going, um, mm -hmm. people were cycling, there was a river there, then there was like a, a pond, but you had your uh, public art. And Nancy and I, I think we we drove all of Albuquerque, man. We, we did the treasure hunt of your public art. And I was talking about this the other day. Is it like 300 or 600 pieces of art? Like it's crazy what how much public art. Over 800 what? pieces. We have one of the largest um, collections of public art in the country, and that's because of our 1% for the arts ordinance. So any city project puts 1% back into local art. So it's, yeah, and you'll see it. There's mural tours. Um, there's definitely, you know, you can walk around all the neighborhoods and see. I like to find like hidden art in plain sight because you'll see it right in front of you, but you're like, oh yeah, that is an art installation. Like you might not have noticed, but yeah, definitely so yeah. cool to walk around and see what you can see. Oh man, I <laughs> you guys have so so much going on. I mean, it's got to be fun, you know. Like I know it's getting. I'm we're lucky we got you here <laughs> before May oh. hits, right? Because <laughs> I know yes, it's going to be super busy. We're, but we're definitely ramping up as um. But it's all very exciting stuff. You know, there's a lot of really activity and vibrancy happening in the city. 
um, really a lot of cool things to look forward to. Mm. Um, I did want to mention something that I think is really cool because we're talking about family activities Mm. and there's a, um, a organization here called electric playhouse and they opened this, like their whole building is basically like a digital gaming wonderland. You go in and you like play games with your body. Like they've programmed walls (laughs) and the floor and things to like move with your body. So um, it's a really cool experience. And then they do these immersive dining experiences where they'll program the entire table. So like your food, you'll just like move your hand above the table and all of the table like moves with you or does something, some interactive thing on the table there. So it's like nothing I've ever seen. So definitely if you're looking for things to do with your family, especially teenagers, I feel like Mm -hmm. sometimes that can be challenging. So, um, really, (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, you know, like the gaming aspect for sure. And, um, mm-hmm. their con their content is constantly changing. So add that one to your list. That's a really good point because I think teenagers, it's really hard. Like, I think it was all, it's always been difficult, right? Cause the teenagers are the new cool and they know everything that's going on. How do you keep them entertained? You know, it's always exciting if you've got a teenager and your family that's, Oh, I'm reading books and you know, this kind of thing. But when, if they're in that kind of progressive mode of like what's happening digitally, that's hard to keep up, man. It's like as parents, you want to go in and see the kids go, oh yeah, that was cool. And my parents did this. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta one up at some point. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I think Albuquerque can provide those experiences in spades. So definitely a good, good spot for the family. So what about lodging? You know, I talked about a couple of bed and breakfasts that we know of and one that we stayed at Bodcare Mansion, which is cool. So right next to uh, Route 66 and they're very historic and their stories are some crazy history stories like Elvis and Janis Joplin and amazing stuff, right? But then like I saw that there was like a resurgence of Route 66 with motels when we were there, the neon signs, um, which is awesome. But uh, you've got hotels. I remember outside Sawmill, there, there's like a, is it the Chaco Hotel? Like the, Hotel Chaco. My, yep. Hotel Chaco. Okay. Yeah. So I think there's definitely um, lodging opportunities to suit any budget and preference. So as you mentioned, we've got some motels that are being refurbished along Route 66. One of those is El Vado Motel that opened um, a few years ago, and then its sister property, Monterey Motel, recently opened. Um, and those are two historic properties that were renovated. Um, sort of like that 1930s motor lodge that welcomed all the Route 66 travelers in its heyday. Um, And they kept a lot of that historical integrity. So it's cool to check out a space like that. Um, And then you see that happening along Route Route 66 in Albuquerque. Um, There's new developments, a new uh, Imperial Inn is a motel that's being renovated in downtown. And that's slated to open this year. And then the further you go, east along Route 66, you'll get to Knob Hill. And um, a really cool property just opened there at the end of last year. It's called Hotel Zaz. And Mm -hmm. um, her story is really amazing. She came, you know, she grew up in that hotel, um, moved away, and then came back to sort of revitalize that space and that property. And um, her mission and story is really inspiring. So lots of lots of that revitalization and preservation happening for sure. Are there camping places like if families want to be outdoors, like you were talking about the Sandia Mountains, which are, it, mm-hmm. they really, I mean, they, and it stays, it stays nice and cool up there too. 
but are there places for the outdoors? I know you've got the Bosque near you too, which we did um, as well, but not like not the big fancy winter time, which is where all the birds come, right? But we saw tanagers and deer. And so we we saw a bunch of wildlife. And, and, and even though everybody tends to go, is it Bosque or Bo how do you say, how do you pronounce it? Because everyone's Bosque. different. Yep, Bosque, right. okay. Bosque, Bosque yeah. del Apache, is that right? Yep. That's one of okay. our national wildlife refugees to the south. Yep. Yeah, we went we went there after we left when we were leaving Albuquerque. We went there. And I mean, I saw all these songbirds and herons and egrets. And, you know, yeah. so I know that in winter like you need to go there for the snow geese and all the sandal cranes and everything. That's a major mm -hmm. deal. But if you're there in the summer, keep it on your list, I would say. I mean, it, I love oh, yeah. Them. The wildlife viewing opportunities are really plentiful here in the city. And we've got a lot of national wildlife refuges and preservations, um, preserves, I mean. Uh, the Rio Grande Nature Center State Park is right in the heart of the city. So that's kind of off the Paseo del Bosque Trail. So there's just, and you oh, can wow. see like porcupines, you can see- What, you know, did, we, what did we miss? What did we miss again? Like, seriously, we weren't there <laughs> long runners, enough. All right. Yeah, all the things, all the critters. <laughs> oh, that's right, roadrunners. We got to talk about them, you know, they're- <laughs> It's your state bird, you know? Yep. Yeah. So looking forward to October, the hot air balloon uh, big festival. This is like you're saying the biggest thing. Um, when should people really look at booking? What can they expect for this year coming up in October? Because I kind of have this feeling that you shouldn't, you should start now kind of thing, yes. or maybe we're till too late already. No, I think, um, you know, even as we approach the event, which happens in, uh, that is October 7th through the 15th, I'm sorry, October, yes, 7th through the 15th this year. And um, so even as we approach that date, you'll, you'll be able to find options. I always recommend, I'm, I believe Balloon Fiesta tickets just went on sale last Friday. So oh, those okay. are out there. Um, there's also RV camping opportunities and those are the things that tend to go very quickly. Um, but if you can visit during a weekday or, you know, um, remember that it's a nine day festival. So it's a Saturday to the next Sunday. Mm. So if people have any flexibility and they're able to come during the week, that's always a great option. Sometimes people think that there's the mass ascensions, which are, are 550 plus balloons going up at once that that only happens on Saturday and Sundays. And that's not true. It happens every morning. There's a mass ascension. No way. That's cool. Yeah. So, um, always something to see, um, but definitely book early. Um, but e like I said, even, even as we approach it, there will still be options for visiting, uh, and camping. Like you said, there are campgrounds in and around Albuquerque. Um, there are RV parks in and around Albuquerque. And then, um, those, you know, those more unique places to stay, like you mentioned, bed and breakfast and things like that are always good to consider. Yeah. And then the, uh, Hotel Chaco that, that is okay. The sawmill can, can I talk about it? It's still yeah. going, right? Please oh yeah. Me. And they're adding, they just added five new merchants as part of this. No little Madrid, almost like Spanish style market that they just opened in the past few weeks. And they're about to open a sweet shop here in the next few weeks too called Swoon. So yeah, definitely new vendors. I think they have over 30 over there now. So the Salma, what I loved about it, it was, it's kind of like um, the Southwest version of Pike's market in Seattle. 
mm-hmm. you know, uh, Pike Place or is it Pike Place, Pike Market, but whatever. You, everyone knows what I'm talking about, that iconic market, right? But it's like this miniature one, but it's, you know, it was food from everywhere. And you're working with small entrepreneurs doing what they do best. But there was a flower people, there were decor people. It was just really kind of localized. It wasn't necessarily localized in that it has to be Southwestern. It was about the people that were localized. So if you were from Peru, you're going to get Peruvian food kind of thing. You know what I mean? So that mm-hmm. was so, I don't, and, and, oh, that's how we had local beer. We had local beer. I remember that. Yeah. Of course I do. <laughs> Proves I didn't have enough. No, I'm kidding. But, um, <laughs> you know, the food and, and just that whole experience to me kind of like was a way of understanding how diverse Albuquerque was just going there. Yes. Yes. You exactly. You're exactly right. And there's so many stories and um, background information to find Mm -hmm. there at at those merchants. And they all have a story of where they came from and their focus and their passion. And you can really see that come through in the food. Um, I try and, you know, sample something different every time I go. um, But it's just, it's hard because there's a lot to choose from. There and is. Some of it is so good that you're like, well, I have to, I have to have that one thing again, you know? And um, then you go back, it's like, that's oh. That's what's so great about food markets is you can keep returning and never have the same meal. So, and then anyone in your party is satisfied by what they order. So um, there's another food market that opened recently, a food hall in our downtown. Oh. And that's called 505 Central Food Hall. And I think it's smaller than Salmo Market is. Um, I, like I mentioned, I think Salmo Market's about over 30 merchants now. Um, and 505 Food Hall has, I think, nine or 10. Um, but it's a really cool spot right in the heart of downtown on fourth and on fifth and central, right by the chemo theater. So if you're in and around oh, that's the area, definitely Smart. check it out because they have really good food and really cool people and passionate people there to talk to where where were we with we I know we went out to Casa Rodenia and then we did um we went to this farm with lav it was a lavender farm and they had a hotel and like a restaurant and a bakery oh the bakery yeah and a so, peacock yeah and we and and then like this giant greenhouse I mean this was like this big farm experience that was so well done yeah. And yeah, tell us, tell us a little bit about that. Yes. So that's Los Poblanos Historic in an Organic Farm. That's right. Yep. Um, they, it's a working lavender farm and, uh, you know, two, I think two acres of their farm is devoted to lavender and they use that lavender in their own products that they make. They have a whole farm shop there on the property and they sell their products. I, I believe, um, definitely nationwide and it might be even worldwide now. Um, but you know, they make lotion, they make lip salve. They do a lot of really that you can take a class, you can volunteer on the farm, um, and then oh, that's cool. they're home to an amazing restaurant called Campo. Um, and that is sort of field to fork menu changes constantly. Um, really awesome cuisine there. And just the atmosphere of very relaxing and serene in that area. That's in our North Valley, which, as you mentioned, is home to a lot of our agricultural um, mm. experiences that you can find. Yeah, because it is really different, all the different kind of areas you have yes. that make up 
you know, Albuquerque, you've got the mountains, like you're saying, you've got the urban home kind of areas with the petroglyphs next to it. You know what I mean? Then you've got the valley, you've got the rivers. I mean, it's really in the old town. I mean, it's really quite cool. Yeah. What's going on. I like Definitely. it. And I think that's another reason why um, Albuquerque is so well known as a filming destination. Um, you know, oh, we're really point. becoming known for film. Um, Netflix is, is about to or open its headquarters here this year. So no we'll way. Netflix headquarters. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I think that's one of the reasons is it can look like anywhere. And then, of course, our weather is unmatched. Uh, you know, we have more than 310 days of sunshine here, really mild weather. So I think that that's another reason why filming does so well, because your production will most likely not get delayed due to weather. <laughs> Listen, after we saw you, we've been around quite a bit. And um, let me tell you, lots of days of sunshine, like we, yeah, yeah, we, we, we got a little Southwest homesickness going as much as we enjoy our travels, we really, in each experience is unique and cool and different. But I will tell you, sunshine is not un overrated at all. It is the most important thing. We need it. It's good for us. And uh, everybody needs to go get it. Well, you know, the one thing everyone can do is go to your website. Visit abq.org is the website, right? Am I doing it right? Yep, that's correct. Go there, everybody. And also uh, for the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association, if you're a travel writer, photographer, a destination, an author, or anything to do with the food, wine, and hospitality industry, I encourage you to go to ifwtwa.org. They also have a conference coming up in October. They do an annual conference. Have you been to any of their conferences yet? I did when it was in, I believe it, they held it in Santa Fe. And I was oh, that's right. Yeah, that very close to me. So yeah, yeah, very cool. Did any the writers came down to Albuquerque? That's right. I remember we that. Did. Yeah, we had very I cool. We were we were in Albuquerque before that conference took place. But um, yes, that group, it was so lovely getting to know all of them. And I always enjoy introducing people to Albuquerque. Oh, well, how could you not, right? right? It's awesome. I'm so glad we got to go and meet you too in person. It was like, wow, how we, we made it all work. It was awesome. So everyone, please keep up with us again at bigblendradio.com. We're here every third Monday and every second Tuesday with destinations, every second Friday with travel writers and every third Friday with a travel writers panel discussion. So thank you so much. It's great to see you again, Brenna. Thank you, Lisa. Great to see you.